Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's hard enough for a newcomer to win elected office. But a newcomer trying to win office during a pandemic, that's a true challenge. How do you connect with voters when connecting in person is forbidden? And how do you talk about your plans for the state or local government when the coronavirus is all anyone is thinking about these days? So joining us today to talk about it are two people who are making their first run for office later this year. Yinka Filetti, is the Democratic nominee for Missouri Secretary of State, and he'll be taking on Jay Ashcroft this November. Yinka, welcome to the show. Sarah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And yeah, we're so glad you could be here. And we're also joined today by Michelle Sherrod. She's a longtime aide to former U.S. Senator Claire McCaskill, as well as a a small business owner. And she's running in the Democratic primary this August to represent the 5th District in the Missouri Senate. Michelle, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. And Nika, good to be on with you. I hope both of you are taking care of your families and staying safe. So, Michelle, that's actually a great transition to one of the things I wanted to ask Yinka about, and that's the idea of family. Um, I understand you have four kids. You just had your fourth um, just, what, about four months ago? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. She'll be four months old in just a few days. Okay. And so now schools are closed. So you find yourself running for office. You've got four kids at home underfoot while you're doing that. Just how big of a monkey wrench is that as you're trying to to launch this campaign? Well, it's, uh, it's certainly challenging. Uh, we, as, as you mentioned, schools are closed and and but our, our we're still tasked with educating our children and, and ensuring that they're learning things that they need to learn. And so we are. Uh, my wife and I are pl- planning lesson plans uh, the day prior what we're going to have our kids learn and which one of us will take the helm on that day mm-hmm. to ensure that they're completing their lessons, answering their questions, guiding them as as they're going along. It, it really helps uh, one appreciate the jobs that our teachers are doing every day. Yeah, I think a lot of parents are feeling some additional appreciation right now. Um, But then on the subject of of trying to campaign in general, Michelle, I know you told us you were knocking on doors long before the coronavirus was in the news. Do you think you'll ever get to do that again this election cycle? I am hopeful that we'll be able to get back out there and start knocking on the doors. But before I get there, I just really want to uh, shout out to all of those folks on the front line that are making a difference for all of us and allowing us to be working from home and being safe. So I want to say thank you. There are so many unsung heroes out there. And having had the opportunity to meet some of them on my journey in campaigning um, the last few months, it is a big change to now be working from home and transitioning to our our new normal and utilizing social media platforms to make it happen. So it's exciting challenging, but it's also fun to be able to connect right here from my own kitchen and talking with folks using social media platforms. So social media can be great for connecting with people if they're already aware of who you are. But sometimes it can be hard to get an account up and going and to start getting a big reach. You know, it it seems like Facebook likes to give the big reach to people who already have the big reaches. Has it been hard to make people aware that, hey, here I am, I'm, I'm running for Senate? I think the hard part, no matter when you run, whether you have a big name or no name at all, I've spent the last uh, 20 years working for Senator McCaskill. So I've been in our community. I have a lot of relationships. I've held kitchen table talks all around our region for over five years, talking to folks, connecting them to resources. This has been on that front line of being out there early, knocking on those doors, 
talking with folks on their front doorsteps and also taking advantage of our March 10th election and being in the community as folks went to the poll, connecting with them. I'm continuing that now with phone calls, reaching out. Mm. Uh, I've been to senior citizen centers. I've been in the neighborhood association meetings. I've really had an opportunity to be in almost every community um, in our city here. So I am trying to leverage that to begin to increase my followings on Facebook Live, sending people to my website, michellefirstandlewis.com. It's going to take time, and I recognize that, but we have to work with what we have and continue to try to reach out. Now, Yinka, I know you're also looking for ways to connect with voters online. You guys actually held a virtual town hall a few weeks ago. This was one of the few that I've seen so far in local politics. How did that go? Yeah, we we hosted a, a town hall virtually on Facebook on March 31st. Uh, went very well. We were able to uh, have a lot of folks tuning in live, and, and to date we've had over 6,000 viewers of that town hall hmm. in Missouri and, and even outside of Missouri. Uh, so it went very, very well. Uh, like Michelle said, we've, we've been uh, just had to be more agile and adaptive and, 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 and uh, connecting with, with voters virtually. Uh, in fact, we've, we told a lot of folks about the, the program right now. So we wanted folks to be able to tune in to this program as well. Well, we appreciate you uh, letting people know that you're going to be on St. Louis on the air. I, I think that's great. But, you know, you mentioned 6,000 people um, that, that saw this virtual town hall or, you know, it was it was in their feed. That does seem like a really good number. Is there Are there some advantages in the fact that to some extent you have a captive audience? We're all at home looking for something to do, looking for some new information. <laughs> I think so. I, I think so. There are some advantages. Uh, for example, it, there's a lot of data that we can glean from the town hall after the fact, and, and even during the actual town halls, about 55 minutes, and we could see the engagement. We could see how many people were engaged, were watching right then and there, uh, and 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 people were commenting, leaving feedback. That's something that that you don't necessarily get from a, a live in-person event. You don't get that kind of uh, real-time feedback and real-time data. And then it allows us to follow up with folks because all of those folks are, are now, uh, we, we know who they are, and we and we can follow up with them in terms of continuing to reach out to them, continue the engagement uh, much, much after the town hall. So I think there are some advantages to that kind of virtual engagement. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about fundraising. I know that's such an issue for anybody running for office, as much as I know most people running for office wish that it wasn't. Um, and this is a time when so many people are out of work and people are also a little bit on edge. Um, you know, they feel like that's, you know, why are you talking about this? Why are you asking me for help now? Michelle, do you have to tread carefully uh, with fundraising appeals? I will, I will tell you, Sarah, the last couple of weeks of the quarter, being able to reach back out to the folks that I had talked to earlier in the quarter, it gave me an opportunity to take advantage of the CWT challenge that I issued to call, write, or text someone. But reaching out, it was a fine line between being sensitive to where they might be, but it opened up a dialogue and gave me an opportunity to connect with what was going on in their lives and to figure out whether or not I could go ahead and continue with that ask. And if I was going to ask, would it be at the same level that was originally communicated to me that they would be willing to contribute. I think this opens up a door. We all are connected with what's going on with the coronavirus. It gives us an easy starting point for opening up that conversation and then trying to determine will we be able to ask for the amount that we had expected to ask for or would we need to be sensitive to where they are currently 
and be understanding of that and looking for other ways to raise those funds and to look for volunteers. There are so many people that are sitting at home mm-hmm. that we ask them to go to our website and connect with us and see if they're willing to volunteer to make phone calls on behalf of the campaign. So we've had a lot of folks going to michelleforsingles.com and reaching out to me and saying, Michelle, I want to volunteer. So I'm grateful for that. It's helping us to get our message out and it's helping us to connect to those folks who might want to engage in a financial way. Hmm. Yinka, do you feel like you have to proceed with caution that people might be just super sensitive to a, a request for money right now? Certainly. Uh, folks are being impacted in so many ways by this virus and certainly economically. Uh, when, when we reach out to, to folks, the first thing is, is to be human and to to really uh, understand that, that folks are, some folks are, are hurting financially and, and to empathize with that. And I think there are uh, folks who are also uh, just uh, just uh, interested in, in someone reaching out to them and someone who cares mm-hmm. about their plight and someone who cares, particularly someone who's looking to lead in terms of state government, someone who cares about what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found that uh, many folks are actually uh, even even more interested in, in talking because they see how important it is to have good leadership, uh, good competent leaders of character mm. in times of crisis in state government. And and I think uh, this has really uh, awakened a lot of people to the fact that we need that. And so I think folks are some folks are actually excited to hear from us. Hmm. They want to share with us mm-hmm. what they would want to see in leadership in this time. Hmm. I hear Michelle uh, agreeing with that, too. That's something you're both seeing. Um, we're talking to Yinka Folletti, who's the Democratic nominee for Missouri Secretary of State, challenging incumbent Jay Ashcroft. We're also talking to Michelle Sherrod, um, who's making her first run for office in the Democratic primary this August for the state Senate. Ed Bryant just sent us an email. He writes, I had the opportunity to watch Yinka's town hall on Facebook. I wonder if both Yinka and Michelle can discuss how campaigning is affected by digital divide issues. One of the things we are seeing again is how folks in rural and urban areas are still experiencing connectivity issues, and connectivity is an equity issue. Um, Michelle, any thoughts on that? I do. I, I know I work with the Jackie Joyner Percy Foundation. I'm on the board over there as the president, and one of the things that we have found as a challenge in reaching out to uh, our community there is that a lot of folks don't have computers, but almost everyone has a cell phone. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of folks that can still access social media platforms and are able to connect that way. But we're also looking at traditional ways of sending out mailers uh, on behalf of the campaign and also recognizing, Sarah, that right now the election is not top of mind for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got folks who are trying to figure out whether or not they're going to be able to feed themselves, whether or not they're going to be able to keep the roof over their head and pay the rent. And so it's a sensitivity that has to be exercised by all of us as we're navigating this new normal and making sure we're we're understanding what is going on in the lives of the folks that we are wanting to support us and understanding that it's important for us to just listen, Mm -hmm. to stand still and be willing to hear where they are and what it is that they're looking for in a leader and looking for someone that is willing to take courageous, courageous action and make the decision to shut our, our communities down in order for us to be safe 
and to be thoughtful in how we open it back up as we move forward. On the subject of those issues, um, Yinka, the coronavirus is potentially an issue in your race. You know, the Secretary of State, uh, they're running elections here and people are worried that we need vote by mail. And this might well be something to talk about. And yet you have to be worried about trying to turn a crisis like this into a campaign issue. Is there a fine line you have to walk on that? You're right that, uh, that people are thinking about vote by mail. Uh, in fact, there was a, a Brennan Center poll that finds that four out of five Americans believe that states should uh, give all voters the, the option of, uh, of no excuse vote by mail. And so uh, I think this is a, this is a, a real issue for, for Americans. I mean, people want this option, particularly in light of what we saw in Wisconsin mm-hmm. last week. Uh, where voters have to make the, the decision to risk their lives in order to be able to vote. And so this is not a political issue. It, it's, it's a people issue. It's an American issue. And, and it's an issue that, that's front and center, uh, particularly right now. And this is why it's so important that, that people can elect their leaders. Uh, you talked about uh, the digital divide. Uh, many of the folks who, who, uh, who don't have the Internet access and who don't have the means to be able to leverage uh, communication uh, virtually who don't have the means to be able to work from home are some of the very people that are, that are disenfranchised, uh, some of the very people who would want to elect new leaders. And so this issue of vote by mail is, is a real kitchen, uh, kitchen table issue for, for Americans and Missourians all over the state. And also, you know, your opponent ended up in the news because um, he told people to get back to work this week. I feel like that's this other sort of weird issue where he's, you know, he's reopening the Secretary of State's office. And you probably have some thoughts on that, but I'm sure there's sort of a balancing act of how much to speak out on that particular issue. Well, we have no issue speaking out on issues that affect Missourians' lives. Uh, again, this is not about politics. It's about people. And, and uh, you know, that, that action by, by the current Secretary of State certainly flies in the face of the, the governor's uh, own uh, state-owned order. Mm-hmm. It flies in the face of, of actions taken by other uh, state, uh, state, statewide elected officials. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's dangerous. And, and so, again, people, part of the, the goodness of being able to connect with people on the phone is you hear what people care about. You hear what, what people are talking about. And what they're talking about is they want good uh, leaders of character and competence in office and, and leaders who have the courage to lead in times of crisis. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us today. Uh, I know this is just unprecedented times in terms of running a campaign, and it sounds like the main way that that you're reaching out to people um, is going to be through phone and and through social media, and hopefully um, people can take advantage of of being able to follow you on those channels. So, Yinka Folletti, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Sarah. Uh, It's always great to be on here. Thank you, uh, Michelle. It's great to connect with you virtually. (laughs) And just a reminder, um, Yinka is the Democratic nominee for Missouri Secretary of State. And we were also joined today by Michelle Sherrod. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity, Sarah. And Michelle is one of several Democrats, and she's running for the state Senate seat being vacated by Jamila Nasheed. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.